Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it, as always, and subscribe if you would, please. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a bunch, so thank you. Uh, the, the Monarchs of Old Dominion, they're going to come to the Dome Saturday, December 15th, and uh, a scheduled noon tip-off. We'll let you know what to expect there. We've got some Cuse news that has happened since, uh, that has broke since we've been gone. But first, uh, if you like watching sports, maybe you like fancy football, you like getting in on the action, you like putting some money on fancy football, well, you can do the same thing online if you haven't. Uh, spiced up your sports watching, head over to my bookie. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette, then uh, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 bucks. There's tons to bet on. We've talked about it. NFL, NBA, NHL, custom props, esports, college basketball, college football, you name it, it's on there. Uh, my bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years, and as you know, they have great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. So sign up with my bookie this week, and they'll give you 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow them at Met, uh, at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM. Not to mention, they give, uh, they've give they given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds or props are posted. So log on to MyBookie right now and use the promo code QS25 and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. Use 25. You play, you win, you get paid. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-G. Mybookie.ag. What's up, Joe? What's going on, buddy? Not too much. So, uh, real quick, I'm going to hit up Mr. Staffo's book one time. Jim Beheim in Syracuse Basketball um, is a great book. It is, it, it is um, I'm about halfway through it. I should be done with it by now, but I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy with the podcast and the this and the that, you know. You struggle to read. That's what it is. <laughs> well, he's been telling besides... he's been telling me, Staffo, he wanted you to do a book on tape, but you know. I didn't even think about that. He probably does have an audio book, but you know what the problem with the audio book is? Is you can't have it signed and sent to you. And if you would like something signed and sent to you, personalized with your name to Joe, to Joe from Don. Aww. Thanks for the book. Thanks, thanks for buying my book. Love, Thanks, Don. Love you, Don. Uh, if you want something like that, you can email Mr. Staffo at dstaffo, S-T-A-F-F-O-64, at gmail.com, at dstaffo64 at gmail.com. Uh, he will 
he'll let you know how much. I believe it's 32 bucks or something like that. Don't quote me on that because I, re- I forget now. But he will personalize it, and he, uh, you send the check off. He'll send the book to you, and boom. So we're cutting it close if you want to do it for Christmas presents, I think. Yeah, it would be a perfect gift for uh, Syracuse fans, for sure. A- absolutely. Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention is I've been getting some emails, uh, things people like mostly. Actually, I haven't gotten an email on anything uh, on anything someone doesn't like. And I guess that's good. I'm good with that. But if you want to tell us you don't like something, you can always email us. And that email is qsmilitia at gmail.com. It's always open. I try my best uh, to personally respond to each one. So, um, you know, some people like the new fan feedback. And some people like just say, hey, what's up? Thanks for the show. Great show. So we appreciate that. I love hearing from you guys. I really do. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I'm serious. So, um, all right, the news. What happened while we were gone? Baber's contract extension. Um, yes. No, no terms to <laughs> disclose. No length, nor salary. But uh, it was reported, I guess, that there's speculation that's a six-year agreement. Um, as we all know, this past year he was in the bottom half of the ACC, and this is a much-deserved um, contract extension, and I'm sure a uh, terrific pay raise i'm hoping so yeah. there was actually a verbal agreement right before the georgetown game in the dome so nice um, it's tentative. i'm pumped about it i'm pumped too i mean what what is that just qualms all the talk about him leaving you know yeah but i mean you know which okay i i kind of get it on one hand people talking about him leaving people talk about him being maybe recruited from uh bigger bigger Power five schools out of the SEC and stuff like that, but I mean, at you know, and I'm not saying 57's old, but at 57, when you've come here and you've really started to build something, and and you're at a school with with history and you know that a school that now fans are rallying around this football program and really boosting it up, at 57, you've started to build this and you're seeing everything come to fruition. Where are you gonna? I mean, why would you leave? And the the success and you know, so right, John Wildhack. Well, yeah, um, dude. I mean, and what is it? What is it gonna do for recruiting, Joe? I mean, well, it's just you know, it locks him down. You know, it just lets the recruits know that he's here for the long haul, or at least the you know near future. But uh, I mean, realistically, like I mean, we've talked about it before. Babers just seems like a guy that he wants to prove people wrong. I mean, he's there's probably people that told him not to go to Syracuse. You know, probably told him that, you know, you have a great stepping stone or, you know, you might not want to go there. But um, I don't know. Like some people might look at it like it's where coaches go to die because it really hasn't been a great stepping stone lately. But at the end of the day, he seems like a guy that wants to prove people wrong. And he does see how bad the fans in the city want it and kind of need it. You know, it would be great for them to get back kind of on the same page what it was back in the day when they do he filled really that place. It. They do really need it, Joe. It's a good point because and it's it's yeah. it's what Syracuse is. Let's be right. honest. Syracuse is football and basketball. <laughs> if you ask yeah. anybody outside... It's a college town. Yeah. If you ask anybody outside of Syracuse, the only reason they know what Syracuse is and where it is is because of the basketball and football. You yeah. know, not so much the football lately, but Dino's changing that. Well, yeah, and um, Pascaloni had a bunch of years after McPherson had a yeah, bunch of absolutely. years, so we were, yeah. and then and, you know that's what stability does. And we were fortunate enough to have a couple decades worth of um, decent coaching and stability and, and good teams and consistency. And um, then we had <laughs> uh, the coaching turntable, and it wasn't 
too good. I mean, we had a couple okay years with Marone, and it looked like it was going to get it all right. But, I mean, Robinson really just brought that down. And just to see a guy that looks like he seems to be all in, and uh, I think John Wildheck uh, coming from, you know, being an a, a SU grad coming from ESPN. And I think he's really has a vision and knows what he's doing. And um, I just I'm just very, very excited for this program. I'm just sick and tired of this team being just, you know, either with Marone, a stepping stone or just, you know, where coaches go to die after three or four years. So, yeah, pumped up, man. Yeah, I'm pumped up, too. And, you know, we were supposed to do this show last night. And it was, that was, you know, that was pretty much when it broke. So, so I mean, yeah, you know, everything. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. You had a day from hell. <laughs> yeah, I had a day from hell at work. And here's a funny story. You're just remind me. I got home really late, and uh, well, not I mean late for me. It's just six o'clock in the evening, or seven right. o'clock in the evening, which is really late for me. Um, and I came home, and you'll never believe what I saw at my front door. There's this box sitting there, and you know we live out of town from all of our family and family in Syracuse. So we get all of our Christmas stuff shipped like every day, just packages coming, right? At my door is this box. And I go to like open the door and like shove it in with my foot, you know, it's heavy. So I pick it up. Guess what it says on it? It says, Mother Evan Cuse Crate. I am not kidding you. It was from my mother-in-law. So that's a thing already. Who would have known? Wow. But yeah, so I got, I don't know what's in it, but I mean, it said Cuse Crate right on the box. They should probably not open it up. No. I said, honey, no, I think there's this a... This is a Christmas present, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a Christmas present for my in-laws. I said, honey... There's yeah, a- when you said that story, are you sure that someone just didn't return the one that you sent? <laughs> no, no, because as you know, Joe, as you know... Return to address. <laughs> as you know, ours comes in an envelope. Q's crate comes in an envelope. Never once have I sent it in a box. So... Uh, no, it, I mean, you no. don't go over these things with me, so <laughs> how would I know? That's true. Um, the other news that broke, Andre Schmidt, Kid walks on, uh, gets a scholarship. We were we were we were uh, really rooting for him to get a scholarship, and he gets a scholarship, and the kid starts killing it. He wins a Lou Groza Award. We were rooting for him to win the Lou Groza Award. We went over that. We we sent that around the socials, and he wins that award. Um, well, <laughs> now he's joining um, he's joining eight others uh, as the the ninth unanimous All American in program history. From Syracuse, he joins Chris Gedney, uh, Roger Davis, Larry Zonka, Dwight Freeney, Don McPherson, Tim Green, Ernie Davis, and of course Jim Brown. What a freaking group to be a part of! <laughs> yeah, you're the, not lying. The first since the first since uh, Dwight Freeney, and man, he's just That's a short but a very impressive list. He the kid went from a walk on to a unanimous All American. To the Groza Award on the to, big stage at the yeah. College Football Holy Awards. 
this kid is living the dream right now. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that ride's got to be insane. Oh, my gosh. Talk about I know. a year. I know. That's a wild ride, Kid bro. started like this said. year paying for his school. Yeah, paying for a school, just hoping for a, a chance to kick field goals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's insane. I know. It's, it's, a great, it's a great story. It's a great story. It really so, is. It and really the is. fact that he's a – I mean, kickers don't leave school early. Right. I know, right? And yeah, he's, and he's a, a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he's an, and he's an NFL kicker, so we've got three years left to that. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing. I couldn't be happier for him. And – I'm just so proud. I'm just proud of the team in general this year, but that's just the icing on the cake for me. I think it's yeah. awesome. Dude, this is one of the bigger – I mean, we've had more successful seasons, like not obviously this year, but like the previous years and stuff. I mean, I don't I don't know the last time we had a season with this kind of accolades. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Andre Sisco getting the, what, All-American freshman yep, team. that's right. He is. That's right. And I think that he made third-team All-American – he Overall, did. just straight up on his own, he so yeah. not even being a freshman. So I mean, and then getting a guy like this, uh, Lou Groza Award, uh, it's not easy <laughs> to win. So it's crazy. Joining just eight others in Syracuse football history for consensus All American as a, as a unanimous. So that is awesome. All yeah. Right. <clears throat> All right. So that is it. All right, Joe, ODU is 7-3. and three. They're coming into the Dome Saturday, December 15th, with a noon tip-off. Uh, the only away game they have was counted as a loss to St. Joseph's, 79-64. Other losses against Oregon State, 61-56 uh, in Northern Iowa, 53-54. Uh, but they also beat Northern Iowa in the very next game, 72-65. No, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I know. This is the, <laughs> this is the second team. Uh, that we've had that has played uh, two teams back-to-back. Or yeah, one team back-to-back. Wild. Sorry. I know. It's Some weird. kind of tournament thing. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, what is because it? Because I think it was a neutral court. Yeah. I think was there were it? neutral court games and they were back-to-back. I don't okay. know. It's yeah. yeah. They got some weird stuff going on. So. It's weird. Um, uh, as a team, they're coming in shooting 40.6% from the field and 35% from three. They have two guys, Ahmad Caver and BJ Stith, averaging 18 points a game. Stith is hitting 40% of his threes. Old Dominion, no slouch. Their best player from last year, Trey Porter, though, he transferred to Nevada. Still pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I hear, you know, I know, I, I live... What fifteen minutes from this from from ODU twenty minutes from ODU down in Norfolk? You know you know what they say about those Norfolk folks, right? No, they don't drink, they don't smoke. Norfolk, Norfolk, Norfolk. You know? No, so, I never heard that. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you think about it, you might get it. Must later. be a Norfolk thing. <laughs> You'll get it later. Um, uh-huh. So, so uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, oh, fans here, they say Stith is, is streaky, but he's a, he's got solid numbers. So, yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell he's me. He's the tell guy. Me. Yeah. Well, he, he's the guy. I mean, last year, like, uh, you touched on it last year, they, they finished 25 and 7, uh, 15 and 3 in the Conference USA, but they lost in the semifinals of Western Kentucky in their conference tournament. And oddly, after winning 25 games, they didn't play in a, well, didn't participate in a postseason tournament. I don't know if that was, um, you know, if they, just didn't want to, but um, either way, they didn't. Uh, this year, they come in. Six-year uh, head coach Jeff Jones uh, comes in, and 
pretty much a guard laden team. Uh, again, you like you said, they're not they're not a slouch. Uh, they're led by like you said, Hamad Caver and BJ Stitt. They're both uh, senior guards. Uh, and I went ahead and looked at some of their games all year, and pretty much like leading points, rebounds, and assists almost every game is either Stith or Caver. Um, last game, actually, BJ Stith actually scored uh, 28 points and had 14 rebounds, and Jeez. they beat, went, yeah, they beat Fairfield, I believe. So, um, some of the other guys you got to worry about Xavier Green, uh, he's a 39% uh, three point shooter, he's 6'6 six, six sophomore. He averaged about seven and a half points and four rebounds. Um, Marquise Goodwin, uh, another guard, six five sophomore, averages seven points, three rebounds. They got a, another guard who's um, he's improving every game. Uh, freshman Jason Wade, uh, he's a six five um, guard, and you're going to see a little bit of of height. They do have, I think, last seven year they footer. had two, two transfers. Right? Don't they have they, two seven footers down low? Yeah, they got two seven footers, but the thing is, is that they haven't, they have yet to really like put up points. And yeah, when I look back at like a lot of the box scores that they have, because yeah. because of the teams that they played, most of the time they don't have that height. Um, so you can tell that if if ODU can get away with playing four guards and, and one of their forwards, um, the main one being Aaron Carver, a six seven junior who averages around five rebounds, doesn't even average a point a game though. So offensive wise, he's pretty much you know. But um, they want to be their guard centric basically and um our matchup is going to pose a little bit of a problem with the people that we have because i mean like last box score i checked it against fairfield um the center there that transferred from um lsu albert robinson the third he's a uh seven foot one i think 280 pound senior um he only played seven he started but only played seven minutes so and he's only averaging like two points, two rebounds, so he doesn't play a lot. But uh, I'm guessing that their big men are going to have to play a little bit more this game. Um, but again, they have they have the they have the guards to beat us. And obviously, it starts with stopping uh, B.J. Stith and then Ahmad Caver, who um, yeah, can you know penetrate and get in the lane and, and make some plays. So, um, but I do think they're going to have a problem with our length. I think it just comes down to whether or not uh, we can kind of rebound and, and use our height to to our advantage. Um, Checking the Ken Palms, um, he's moved SU up to overall 16th. Um, their off adjusted offensive uh, rating is ranking is 38, and adjusted defense is 10th. Now, when you look at ODU's, their adjusted offense 196th. Um, their yeah. total, I think they're 87th, and but their defense is uh, 27th. So that's really what I'm looking at. It looks like they got some tough uh, guards. They're gonna they're gonna get in us. They're gonna play. You know, kind of the way that UConn, Georgetown, those kind of guards played. Um, so they have the guards to stay with us in three-point shooting. And, um, you never really know how they're going to handle the zone. But I think the wild card is, is are their big men going to be able to step in? and Or are they going to have to, I should say? Are they going to be able to get away with playing us the way they played other teams and keep it close? Or are they going to be forced to bring some bigger guys in who really haven't had to be in there for crunch time? So um, overall, I think it's a good matchup for us. But again, this is a team that if, you know, we show up like Cornell, these, these guys are better than Cornell. So. Right. Absolutely. It's a kind of a different animal, though. I mean, um, they're their guys down low are tall. And they're lengthy, but they're, you know, they're subpar. Yeah. Watch, watch me say that and have them tear it Well, up. this but, is the thing, is if they were above par, 
then they would be taking advantage of their mismatches against these other teams. Right, exactly. But instead, they're playing against a Fairfield, and they feel like their best lineup is to put four guards in and a six, seven, six, eight forward. Right, but you don't want them to get hot, though. I'm not. I'm. 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 I started the segment saying they're no slouch, and they're not. Because no, they're definitely. They're no. They're definitely not. It's just one of those things where we ha- we have to understand that down low, they're really not. I mean, their best rebounder is BJ Stith at six five. Right. So yeah. uh, we have to we have to be able to dominate the boards. We can't give up a, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and let's see. Um, and I think they average around eleven somewhere. I think around eleven turnovers a game as well. So I think we got to get that number up a little higher. They average around forty rebounds a game, and yep, sixty-six uh, points a game. Uh, uh, but their hold, defense is good. Yeah, That's the thing. Yeah, they're out rebounding most of their their um, opposition. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the two-three zone. I think is going to be key. It just depends on if we can slow those slow uh, Caver and Stiff down and. You know, yeah, that's where their money is, man. That's where their bread and butter is, is those two guys. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. most likely, I get like they're like I said again, they're guard centric. Majority of their guards, I mean, uh, there's a lot of guards that play, and there's they have some decent. I mean, they got five really good guards, um, you know, D one good college basketball player guards, and uh, whether they're gonna try to speed us up, try to you know put the pressure on, you know, getting the ball yeah. up, that kind of stuff. That's one thing, but I mean, this seems like to me a team that's probably gonna settle for a lot of jumpers. Yeah, and I'm not worried about teams trying to speed us up. But we've seen people, we've seen teams already this year try that. It doesn't work. Yeah, for the most part, we beat the press pretty well. It's just again, with the, when you're playing against a good defense, uh, and it takes a little while to get your set set up. You know, when you do right. that, it takes a lot off the the shot clock when you put the pressure on them just to get the ball up the court. So yeah, if you get uh, you the know, ball over and there's 20 seconds left, yeah, right. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be times in this game where our offense is going to look ugly. And most likely it's going to be definitely in the beginning if we go by any <laughs> if you go by any history of these last couple of games uh, and the way that we've been playing slow, the way that these teams are going to feel each other out, uh, that's just kind of how it is in the beginning, almost every single game. So, And our offense has been slow. And these guys are going to be coming out and they're going to be playing tough D. So Yeah, they got nothing to lose. Exactly. And again, that's kind of the way that you got to look at it with the way that Bayheim's going is, you know, just – you know they're going to feel out the zone and do what they do, and Beheim's going to try to figure out what they're trying to do. And come halftime, they're going to make the adjustments. And let's just hope that our offense can figure it out. You know, I'm hoping that our we can get some one-on-one matchups. I mean, on paper, I don't see anybody that's really going to guard um, Brissett down low, let alone some of our other guys. Like again, unless we're going to see a lot of these big men that we really haven't seen that much this year. So, you know. Unless yeah. they hit a bunch of threes or you got some guys that come in, like some big guys that come in and dominate the game when they really haven't dominated L game this year, then I mean, there's a couple guys you got to worry about. And, you know, other than that, I think we should be okay. It's just, again, just can't play complacent. You uh, can't let them get a 13-point lead in the first half. Right, exactly. So... um. The line's not out yet, so no. the last time the line wasn't out, I said, hey, Joe, will you tweet out your my bookie pick when the line comes out? And Joe said, yeah, man, I could do that. I could do that. Sure, I'll get on the socials and I'll do that. And then Joe didn't. So, Well, that's just my default answer for what I, I don't know. So, I mean, sorry. <laughs> It's like you got a you got oh just my an gosh, I gotta you be- got an answering machine in my brain when you ask me that one. 
I'm sorry. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta. I'll take care of it, guys. Okay. I'm gonna take responsibility. No, I know you'll do it because what I'll do is the day before the well tomorrow the line will come out tomorrow. So tomorrow when the line comes out, I'll be like, hey Joe, don't forget to get on the socials and do your my bookie pick. I mean, OTU I was game. really busy last week. Oh, sure. I was. Sure, yeah. Oh, uh, dude, I worked late hours. I had to get up. I had to work Saturday morning. Uh, I had a birthday okay. party to go to. Oh, plus, there was already the game. That, oh, man, dude, I was just count. swamped. Birthday parties don't count, bro. That's not. It was after the game, but I had to pick up some stuff. I mean, it's complicated, man. Yeah, it's complicated. All right. So, we'll get that my bookie pick out. That'll be on me if it fails Maybe. this time. Okay. Huh? Oh, you're going to put it on you? No, it's my responsibility to remind you to do it. Oh. Okay? Yeah. Are we clear? Yeah, I'm not going to do it. No. No. No, You're going to do it. Yeah. But I'm going to remind you to. Wait, you're going to do it. No, I'm going to remind you to do it. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's a little slow, folks. A a lot slow. Hey, man. Uh, So, all right. It should be a good game. I think the Uh. next couple games are going to be the toughest out of the four. Yeah, that we have left in non-conference. So there's a lot uh, of stuff going on too. Yeah, well, exams, I, holidays, I, students leaving here shortly. Sure, Ugh. sure, sure. I did take a poll though um, on the um, how we were going to finish up in non-conference with the four games left: ODU, number fourteen, Buffalo, Arkansas State, Saint Bonaventure. Um, how do you see non-conference record wrapping up? And I got 1% at 8 and 5, okay? That guy, that one guy. Uh, 2% at... Of course, troll. Yeah, 2% at 9 and 4. And then we've got at 46%, this is is what I chose. I picked him to go, I pick him to go 4, or excuse me, 3 and 1 over these four games. And not that I don't have faith that they can go 4 and 0, but... uh, You think they're going to lose to Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to be really tough because Buffalo... Gave us a run for our money. We almost lost to Buffalo last year at home. So it was really Dude, they close. beat Arizona in the NCAA tournament last year. Right. First round. Exactly. They didn't just – I mean, it wasn't a Cinderella beat. It was a beat. So, yeah. They so I beat them. I picked 10 and 3. That's 46%. But, oh, the Orange Faithful, I love you guys, at 51%. The majority of Orange Faithful picking 11-2 non-conference schedule. I like it. It should be. I like it. Out of 170 votes. Not bad, guys. Appreciate that. Um, so, all right. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody who participated in the poll. Thanks to all of you who are listening. Uh, thanks for helping spread the word, all of you. I know some of you on uh, email and talk about spreading the word and everything, and I appreciate that very much. Um, yes, sir. Uh, JP Mulligans. Thank you, JP Mulligans. Happy hour every Monday through Friday. Shout out to Nick. Uh, four, shout out to Nick. Four to six. Trivia Tuesdays. Every NFL game. Every Sunday. And of course, they play every Air, uh, SU game. So go there. Grab a brew. Grab a Coke. Whatever's your dig. Uh, I know our boy Gio. He's grabbing a Coke. So uh, he's grabbing yeah. a Coke and some wings. And he, yes, can't, he can't stool up, but he sure can get a booth. So yep. do one of those things. And Shopping Town Mall Barbershop open Tuesday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.45 and Saturday, 7 to 2. $15 cuts with six full-time barbers. Family-friendly, old-school atmosphere TVs for your view and pleasure. While you get tightened up there, go see Joe. Go see Dino. Tell them Sean and Joe from the Q's Militia podcast sent you. And what they're going to do for you is nothing. But... Yeah. 
you'll get a fresh cut. <laughs> but you still get it. They'll still cut your hair if you tell them. I promise. Um, yeah. Also, thank you. Pick uh, a number. Stand in line. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but they got TVs there. So you pick a number. You watch TV. What the hell's the difference? Hey, man, I loved it. Yeah, it just reminds got, me of a deli a little bit. Yeah. And, <laughs> 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 yeah, it does. Uh, and um, so I'm sure all Americans and my bookie. And I forgetting anybody and all you guys. I said all you guys. I always say all you guys. I always do it. Yeah. So for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Cue the bells. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia podcast. The fans voice with Sean and Joe. I'm not sure that that motion you're making is bell shaking, Joe. Allegedly. (laughs) It doesn't look like you're shaking bells.